What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Who Puts, where we talk about basketball and wrestling, unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. I'm Jonathan Brown. And I'm Dave McCrae. The NBA draft just went down a couple of days ago, and I'm I'm, I'm over the fucking moon. I'm, I am very, very satisfied with how the Detroit Pistons did. But I'm going to talk about that a little later. But, Damon, I want to ask you first, how did you feel about the draft this year? Um, this is an exciting draft. Uh, this was, That first round was extremely deep. Um, I felt like the first probably 14, 15 picks were pretty idiot-proof. Um, so I think a lot, of, a lot of teams got a lot of good role players and um, beginning players for their start of their uh, next drive of their franchise. So I enjoyed it. And, John, what about you? Did any of the picks surprise you, at least from the lottery? Or uh, I would say Detroit surprised me. Um, they moved Jeremy Grant probably to, like, get someone special. And they also got Jaden Ivey as well. So that's – it's pretty interesting what they're doing. And also with Jalen Duran being a pickup for the Pistons as well. I mean, that's pretty that's a pretty good move. I mean and they may get DeAndre Ayton. So very intrigued. Uh what the Pistons are going to do this offseason, especially with free agency coming up. But I actually like the Pistons for their draft. All right. And for me, um, I'm trying to remember if we did it during the show or after the show. I think it was after the show, but um, I, I, I just need to uh, atone for something I said after the show. Yep, it was after the show. So we was talking about the draft after we got done recording. And I said I wanted Keegan because we had too many guards on the Pistons. And when I said it, I meant it as we got too many guards. Now we got good guards, but then I thought about it after the fact. We have Corey Joseph. So I thought about it and I'm just like, yep, Jane Ivy has to be the pick. Sacramento, thank you for taking Keegan Murray. We got Jane Ivy. We fleeced. We fleeced um Charlotte and the Knicks um to get Jalen Duran. And Kimba, which we gonna buy out. So um I'm I'm very satisfied with how the draft went. Um I hate Orlando. So um I mean Paulo definitely fits there for sure, but I just hate that team. But they're gonna be nice in years to come. Jabari, Kevin Porter Jr., and Jalen Green is a crazy trio. Um <clears throat> Let me think. Um, okay, no, 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 no. So, John, I also want to ask you about the, the Knicks. Um, how do you think the Knicks fared in the draft? Because they they put another Nick. They nicked again. They nicked again. Uh, the Knicks, there's just it was just weird. They sent away Kemper Walker and the number 11 pick. I don't know why they did that. That was just very weird. And I knew they wanted Johnny Davis as well. 
So I'm glad my team, the Wizards, took Johnny Davis before the Knicks can, so the Knicks can suffer. Because I love seeing Knicks fans suffer. But what was going on with the Knicks was just really confusing and really weird. Uh, and they also traded four second-round picks. That what? <laughs> you had four second-round picks and you traded them. That 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 makes no sense at all. Yeah, no sense. I I don't know who they're trying to get for free agency, but let's just say <laughs> the free agency plan will not work. No, it never works. It never works. And Damon, um, so I don't, me personally, I don't know this nigga, so I can't really say like this was a good or a bad pick. But the Spurs have a habit of doing this anyway, of just picking people that nobody knows and just hoping and praying that they turn, they, they can just fit the system. Um, what did you think about the Spurs drafting Jeremy Sochan? Or that that's probably not even how you pronounce his last. Yeah, so Sohan. I think it's Sohan. Yeah, Sochan or Sohan. Um yeah, it was uh, definitely interesting because I think he's like six nine. He's very good defensively. Um but he's not a big scorer. I think he I don't I think he averaged under ten points a game. Um very physical. Uh, I think he averaged like probably about a steal and a half. Um, but he's not a good shooter. Uh, so, I mean, unless they plan on getting another offensive score, and this is just like a, you know, uh, somebody you can count on the lockdown defense, I feel like he was a questionable pick personally for them. But, I mean, he's a good player. I just don't necessarily feel like that's a fit that they need at the moment. And with that, the, the last question I have when it comes to the draft, uh, Damon, I'm going to ask you first, which team won the draft this year? <clears throat> I I have to say the Pistons. Like I, I really do. Um, getting Ivy at four, and then getting probably one of the top centers in the draft for practically nothing. Um, very very impressive. Um, obviously the biases and me want to say the Thunder, but you know that. But I I it'd be it's like stupid to not be like the Troy Weaver killed the draft yeah. or whatever they are. Hey man, I mean, shout out to OKC, yo. You know, because y'all, we wouldn't have got Troy Weaver for one for y'all. So shout out to y'all. But you know, of course, you know, even putting my bias aside, my answer still is the same. I definitely think the Pistons won the draft. I mean, when we found out we were getting the number five pick, everybody's like, really? But for us to go and Jaden Ivey still available on the board, because matter of fact, because Jalen Ivey was the first guard taken. On the board. Yeah. Then we we are supposed to wait to the 36 pick, but at 13, we get one of the best centers in the class in Jalen Durant. So I I definitely think that I mean the Pistons young court now is about to be crazy with Cade, Sadiq, Jalen Durant, J Aiden uh Aiden Ivy and I'll even put Marvin Bagley in there, too. I think that the Pistons, like, when it comes to young guys, 
they they got it, man. I, I, I can't speak to the team's success right now. We'll see what happens, but the Pistons are going to be scary soon. Yeah. And, John, what about you? What team did you think won the draft this year? Um, Pistons and also the Pelicans as well. The Pelicans just drafted Dyson Daniel and they're going to pair him with Zion, Brennan Ingram, and all these mm-hmm. That's They're going to be very good next year. I'm excited for the Pelicans and Pistons. I've already said it before. They got Jalen Duran, Jaden Ivey, and they traded away Jeremy Grant. They have $43 million in cap space, I believe. So they may pursue DeAndre Ayton. Maybe Jalen Duran can learn from DeAndre Ayton. Or they could be one can play the four or one can play the five. That'd be very good. And speaking of DeAndre Aiden, our next topic is our predictions for free agency this year. And John just said exactly what I was going to say. Ladies and gentlemen, the Detroit Pistons will be signing not only DeAndre Aiden, but possibly also Miles Bridges. Um, we currently have, I think, I think we got the most cap space this summer. I could be wrong, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, yeah, you do. So Pistons have the most cap space. Is the numbers either forty three or fifty six? It's one of those two. So we could really give out two big contracts. Um, I definitely am just like, man, Troy Weaver. Troy Weaver is teaching a master class on how to run an NBA franchise. Man, I mean, some of the pieces we have don't fit, of course, you know, but. For this to be like the defining rebuild after all this year, all these years makes me very happy. Um, and I think that the Pistons are really gonna surprise a lot of people in free agency because we have a lot of leverage, we have a lot of young talent. So, and we have mo- we have money. And the thing about Miles Bridges and DeAndre Ayton, they're young. DeAndre Ayton was winning in Phoenix. He had his chance at the title. So, for me, I don't think winning right now is really his biggest thing. Plus, you know, Phoenix didn't want to pay him when they should have. So, I think that, you know, because especially because he was saying he was open to the idea of being a a pick and roll duo with Cade. So, I definitely think that that's going to be a really, really, really good pickup if we manage to do it. I'm not even going to say if, when we do it. But, John, what about you? Um, Are there any particular moves that you think might happen? Um, a particular move that might happen, Jalen Brunson leaving the Mavericks to go somewhere, maybe the Knicks, because he just lost Kimball Walker. So I would say Jalen Brunson to the Knicks. Um, Bradley Beal leaving the Wizards. I think it's about that time. And I think DeAndre Aiden may go to either the Pistons or the Spurs. Mm. But I also see the Pistons offering Miles Bridges a contract. And I think Miles Bridges will accept it because Charlotte don't have enough money to pay Miles Bridges. They're already paying. They got to pay LaMelo. They got to pay Gordon Hayward. 
which is he's being paid way too much. But I think Charlotte wouldn't be able to afford Miles Bridges, and I think Pistons may offer him a deal to come home after Michigan. I I just want to acknowledge something. Um, the day of the draft, people were trying to say that the Pistons should trade for Gordon Hayward. Why would we do that? Why would we want Mr. Education Reform on this team? And now look at you, Goofies. We about to take miles from you. Yeah, so um, in regards to Bradley Bill, John, I'm sorry that I have to say this, bro, but it's about damn time, man. Um, Now, personally, I don't care. I don't care where Bradley Bill goes. Um. He's had plenty of chances to leave, but he chose not to, and he chose to be miserable. So that's on him. So um, cool. But all I'm going to say is, Miles, please come home and give us a concert, please. Please do halftime for us, man. You know, yeah. I, I I for sure, you know, like, I just popped a bean in the club and I came out. You know, I, I, I seen that with you, bro. I, I, I'm with you there. I'm with you. Because Michael Jordan is not going to appreciate your music the way the city is, bro. I'm sorry. We're just not. But, Damon, what do you think is going to happen in free agency this year? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I can see Bradley Beal taking a slight cut and going somewhere where he's immediately winning out as much as possible. Um, I really don't know where that is right now. To be honest, um, I feel like he really can go wherever. I, I don't. I can. I can see him going west though. Um, in regards to Aiton, um, so do you, do they have enough to still take him on a max? Business? You so I think we have fifty six million. Hold on, let me check. Uh... Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Okay, I don't see it anywhere, but I think the number is 56 million right now. Okay. So we got plenty of money. So hear me out. So I know we were talking in the chat the other day about whether he values the winning or the money there. So if we're really talking money, we're talking about who can pay him and who I think he could be a solid piece for. What if he goes to the Patriots? That actually would be a good – that would also be a good fit. Because what they got um, – they, they got Tyrese, Buddy. Tyrese. Dyson now they Daniel, got – Not, uh, not Dyson Daniels, Ben Matherin. Um, um, Turner, I think, is either expiring. Miles Turner is going. Oh yeah, he's expiring. Or he's, he's going. Going. He's going. Okay, then yeah, I think they could. He could easily slide in there. Yeah, because um, they got Brogdon too. Oh yeah, right? yeah. I think they got Brogdon. He's just never helping. Yeah, because the way I see it, like if they traded um Sabonis, that everybody else is about to be going like. I'm telling you, like Miles Turner is not gonna be there for long. Like I was gonna say, if the bonus ain't there, then he's definitely not there. Yeah. 
But yeah, I, I'd probably say there more than likely. Um, and I can see Bridges also. I, I, I'd like Bridges to come to the city. That'd be, I feel like that'd be mad exciting. That'd be good for him. people would embrace. He'd be a fan favorite immediately. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that the OKC fan finally having something positive to say about his hometown? When do I never when do I not have positive to say? Because about you always you never you never mention you never mention the city. You always talk about OKC. I have not y'all never asked me about the city. Because <laughs> you stop answering. This nigga stop answering. Okay. Oh, you know what? Okay. It's one player. You talk about OKC okay, if you want. Oh my god! Oh my god! One one player that we forgot. Oh, you know what? No, that's the other thing. Um. So Shannon and Skip were talking about this, and I don't know why this is a thing that people are saying it's gonna happen, but people are saying that Russ may get traded back to OKC. Um, damn it! What when when? Because I don't know if you you heard that before today, but <laughs> but just just initial reactions to hearing that. What what are you thinking? Um, so I feel like I heard that like a couple weeks ago because they were like because I saw they're like oh the only way he gets traded is for first rounds and they're like oh AKC has fucking 80 of them they can do it um no <laughs> and if he did it would be a it, I, I it would be a buyout they wouldn't he wouldn't play I don't think not that I don't think he can play but he the, the direction the team is going Presty has said it time and time again that this they're not jumping the line to do a rebuild so they uh, who they have. So, and obviously Russ is a legend in in OKC. I can see him whenever his career comes to an end, like signing like a like a one day just to retire. But I that's very unlikely that he would get traded to OKC of all places. <laughs> we can't even afford that right now. We don't get cap space until next year. Yeah, and besides that, like they would have to buy him out because yeah, what role will he play on that team? Because yeah, we have way too many people that like he he would. We don't have. We also once again coming back to the point I made about him on the Lakers. We we just got a couple, but like we don't have shooters like that. So like, and he needs people to pass the ball to. And Shea's kind of an ISO guy. Giddy is a, a facilitator, so. He would either have to come off the bench or somebody else coming off the bench. Yeah, that's just it. Just fucks up everything. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Russ being in a mentorship role. So he's good. That's goofy no, as hell. Yeah, no, that's. I don't know who who suggested that trade, but don't don't try. Shout out Russ. Shout out Russ. Oh, you know what? Okay, there's one player that we hadn't talked about yet. And I didn't realize we didn't talk about him, but um, where do y'all think Kyrie is gonna go? I don't care. I'm done with Kyrie. I'm tired of hearing about rumors about Kyrie. I'm tired of loads of notifications and sham notifications about Kyrie. 
I'm sick of NBA Twitter talking about where Kyrie's going to go. I'm sick of it. I'm done. I'm tired of it. Tired of it. Every two years, you hear something about Kyrie. Kyrie wants to leave and go somewhere else. Kyrie wants to leave. Every two freaking years. I'm tired of it. Kyrie wants to start a gardening club. Bro, I guarantee you. Grandpa. You know what, bro? I know what Kyrie about to do, bro. That nigga about to start his own basketball league. Unvaccinated niggas can play. It could be him, Jonathan <laughs> Isaac. Um, who else? Gordon Hayward. Not Gordon. Uh, who else? Russ. Russ can go there too. Hey, bro, that low key might be the worst basketball league in the history. And uh, what who what's that? What's that? Um, oh my goodness, what's that dude's name? The um, the dude who got basically blackballed out the league because he made that uh, real um anti-Semitic comment oh, on his live stream. Not Mason Plumlee, Myers Leonard. Uh, Myers Leonard. <laughs> bro, I was so glad when OKC kicked him to the curb as soon as he Yo. got here. I forgot all about his ass, too. Like. Bro, and his wife be on TikTok talking about, he has to gain the life of a basketball player. I'm like, bro, man, he's unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why don't you put that energy into a job? <laughs> that uh, spend, he spent too much time on Twitch, bro. He need to be on Indeed. Oh, my God. Man. Damn. That's crazy to me. Damn. Hey, bro. Actually, now that I think about okay, Kyrie, Russ, Myers Leonard, Gordon Hayward, and, and Jonathan Isaac, bro. Yeah, that's all a, cool that's team. a crazy all cool guy. first team. That's a crazy starting five. <laughs> first team. Wait, no, not with Russ on there. Who's that would some be other problematic crazy. players. I feel like we're missing one that's very obvious. Uh Damn, wait, wait. Um, Problematic NBA players. Patrick Beverly. Hey, man. No no explanation. <clears throat> and Cat, tell me when Cat can stop talking after the game, then he can come back. <laughs> what Cat say? What Cat say? We in Minnesota now. Uh, Being more soda now. Wait, wait. After after um getting blown out by thirty in a game seven, standing at at the thing. Oh, I'm just gonna drink some wine. Bro, and- I'm gonna take. I'm gonna drink some wine and come back. So as uh, go win a basketball. No, bro. Speaking of people, bro. Speaking of niggas who just talk too much, bro. I'm sorry, bro. But John, John gotta shut the fuck up, bro. bro. John gotta shut up. Bro. bro, bro, we live in your head. Yeah, bro, and they won a championship. Like, and you're what sitting at home on the listen. on on your phone like a little fucking nerd, bro. Because whoop that trick, whoop that trick, whoop that trick. Like, bro, because job be trying to act hood and like from from what I've seen, first of all. Bro, did you see the family picture, bro? (laughs) (laughs) It's a suburban. White picture sets. Suburban. Bro, and then, like, it was, like, this YouTube video back in his, like, in, like, 2017, bro, 
This man has a full basketball court in his backyard, bro. Like full, like NBA court size. Bro, he from the trenches, bro. Oh my god! Like I hate the way this man types, bro. Like you a grown man typing D A T and say, saying that's that, bro. Like my nigga, my nigga, come talking on. to a thirty a thirty <laughs> something year old man, bro. Go home to your family. Bro, the kid, the, the, your kid is crying in the stroller. Bro, oh my god, he's been telling you to get his applesauce for 30 minutes. You on Twitter, get off. <laughs> I'm fucking weak, but that's gonna do it for the NBA portion. And moving to the WNBA, they have announced the starters and the coaches. So the coaches are James Wade and isn't hey, wait, isn't it Becky? Yeah, Becky. Uh-huh. So shout out, shout out to Becky Hammond. Um she she deserves this. I y'all, y'all know how I feel about Becky Hammond, y'all know how I feel about the aces. But let's talk about these starters. So for my picks, I got seven out of ten correct. I'm not okay with that. But, um, you know, I'll take seven out of ten. So the starters are co-captain Sylvia Fowles, Sue Bird, Ace Wilson, Brianna Stewart. rest of the starters are Sabrina. Jesus Christ, I don't want to say this shit. Sabrina. No, baby. Shut up. Shut up. Sabrina is an all-star. Jackie Young, Candace Parker, Yeka Ogumike, John Quill, and Kelsey Plum. Um, first thing I'm gonna say is, um, as of this moment right now, I am letting go of my hatred for Sabrina. Um, I'm I'm not a fan again, but I'm letting go of the hatred. You know, um, she she ruined any chances of me being a fan when she folded last season when I needed her, but. She she is she she's been hooping. So I apologize for, for dogging you. Actually, no, I was motivating you, Sabrina. I was motivated. Sabrina is hooping now because I was talking shit. Amazing. That's why. But what did y'all think about this year's all-star starters? And what do y'all think about the coaches? Um, I'll go first. I actually got nine out of ten right. Um, only one I didn't get. I put Kelsey Mitchell over Sabrina, but based off of popularity, I popularity and team and team success, I get why. <laughs> um, but I, I'm I'm satisfied. All they they all been hooping this year. Um, they really have Jackie Young going off. I mean, fact the fact that the Aces have three players and a coach in the All Star position tells a lot man. about the success. Yeah, starting is very telling. At their successful season, even considering one of them isn't even a starter on, on the team, it's like that's crazy. But yeah, I'm excited. It probably be, it can be a um because them against the USA team. Wait, they still doing that? Are they still doing that? I hope not, bro. Because I'm sorry, because whoever the USA team is, is getting cooked. Bro, because I tried to tell you last year. I tried to tell you ah, they're gonna beat they gonna beat the USA. Look, no, bro, they ain't gonna beat the USA team. USA team, bro. Look, bro, they bad, bro. 
is bad for. <laughs> no, this I year. caught it. I caught it last year. I said WNBA was beating Team USA. I was gonna say we was, was on right. your ass. I was, I was wrong. I was wrong. But my picks, the the picks that I got wrong, um, I thought Elena was gonna make it personally. Um, Kelsey Mitchell. And then I should have known she wasn't going to be a starter, but I know Ryan Howard is going to be an all-star for sure. So those were the picks that I got wrong. But, uh, John, what about you? What, did you? what do you think about this year's all-star starters? Um, I have no problem with the all-star starters. I mean, of course, Sue Bird was going to get it because, you know, her last year. And Sylvia Fowles was going to get it because her last year as well. But... John Paul Jones did her thing. Sabrina doing her thing. Three of the starting lineup from the Aces are starters in the All-Star game? If the Aces don't win a championship, I don't know what's going on. But, <laughs> but Yeah, cause cause John John heard what I had to say about uh Miss uh Miss LC over at um at, at the LA Sparks before the show, um but I said I'm gonna wait until after the Aces win the title before I say this in public, mm-hmm. but whoo oh Lord looking real stupid, <laughs> real dumb, real dumb, hey. Shout out to her. Shout out to LC, man. She's uh she's she's really uh trying her hardest out there, you know. Hey, <laughs> how you anti-Nigerian and you have Nigerian? You know what? I'm not even gonna go there. Anyway, um, now we should take a look at you know the reserves because I I definitely think that some of these reserves are going to be very actually. There's one thing I wasn't too sure about. Um, how was Skyler not a starter? Because even though Phoenix is cooked, Skyler has been going off. So I'm not sure how she wasn't a starter. Um, she could have started over Sabrina. She could have started over Sabrina. But anyways, um, are there any... Anybody in particular that y'all would like to see be a reserve? Uh, Howard. Brian Howard. Definitely. Brian Howard. I mean, come on now. Um, I don't think she has started. Let me see. Because this, this, this one might be a little controversial. Um. But I'm just going to say it anyway. I would be wrong if I didn't say that my my, my, my baby um, didn't make the roster. I, I think Dierica actually kind of has a shot. I, I genuinely do. I thought you were going to say Sophie Cunningham. No. She should have been a starter. I hate you niggas, bro. Jarrell put her in all 12 spots. Oh my god. But nah, man. I mean, <clears throat> Dierica Hanby 
she, I mean, because she's basically averaging, she's averaging close to a double-double, if not the double-double. So, I definitely feel like she has a shot. Um, plus, I mean, with the success of the team, it only makes sense. Because wasn't it, it was that one year where, um, did was it the Hawks or the Warriors that had four All-Stars? Well, I know the Hawks did, but the Golden State had four. It was like Steph. Play, Draymond, and KD. Yeah, so it was that year. Because right now, Derek is averaging 13 and 9. Ooh. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I definitely think that she has a shot. Um, Let me think. Who else? Who else? Um, Of course, Skyler. Um, wait a minute. John, do you think Diane is going to make it? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. And the reason that I'm saying I don't know is because, like, as as a whole, I mean, like, she's had some very, very high-scoring games, but Diana Taurasi is starting to lose it a little bit. Because, I mean, her shooting numbers right now, let's, let's go to – she's shooting 39% from the field. And that are 16 points. So that's what like let me let me go look. So that's about 11 shots a game. 12 about 12 shots a game. She's averaging 15. I don't I don't know, man. And then her game logs. She's had games where she shot 27. 16, 28, 20, 20, and 33. Oh, wait, I'm not done. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 30, 30, 30. That's the majority of the games this season. So I think she might be getting I, – I think I think she's starting to lose it a little bit. But that that's just me. But, John, what do you think? Do you think so, that Diana's – Age is getting to her, or do you think she's still playing at a high level? I think age is kind of playing a factor, but ooh, I don't know. I think age is playing the factor, but like you gotta realize for teammates, you got Skylar Davis as a teammate, you got Tina Charles and Diamond this year. Diana Taurasi doesn't need to do all of the work now. That is true. So I, I wouldn't say age, though, because she's still averaging 16 a game. Wait a minute, because cause she's 40. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's crazy. 16? At, at that age? That's, that is crazy. That, that, uh, Mm. I would say age is playing a, you know, a big role. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of other players that I think could be reserves. Um, definitely Kelsey Mitchell. Definitely. Um. 
Let me think. Wait, is Elena hurt? Again? Um, maybe her, because she's she's been playing well. Um well really I think that that well those starters outside of maybe I think actually no, nah, I it's solid. It's solid. I, I can't make any complaints about the starters. Um I I genuinely can't. Yeah. But people are like the reserves. You you did say Kelsey Mitchell. Yeah. You did talk about uh Skylar Diggins. Is Enrique a starter? No. Oh you know, she should no, she should be a reserve for sure. Enrique. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, you saying she's she should be a reserve. Yeah, I mean, I think that she had a case to be a starter, but but why you give me that look? You don't think Enrique gonna make it? Enrique should make it as a starter. Not oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like she should have been a starter. But it's like it's a lot of players you could have made a case like I mean Arike, Skyler, um, who else? Because I was literally just looking at a tweet. Tina Charles. She's averaging 17. <clears throat> and Jewel Lloyd. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking of Jewel Lloyd. Um because I mean, like in certain cases, like I understand because I know why Sue Bird is a co-captain. There, that's I know why. I mean, she's getting she's getting her farewell tour. Yeah. Um, Rihanna and Asia Wilson are definitely co-captain. Sylvia, I can't make a case against her because I mean Brianna's leading the league in scoring, so of course. Asia is the best player on the best team in the league. Sue Bird is about to retire. And honestly, Sylvia is probably going to retire after this season. But even still, she's playing at a high level. So, uh, it's like it's a lot of cases could be made. But when you look at all of the players, it makes sense why they're starting. <clears throat> I don't know, man. But with that, we move into our final topic of the WNBA. And there's a problem with blowouts that people aren't really talking about. I, w- I wish Jalen was here because he was the one who really meant, he was the one who really brought it up. But um, <clears throat> a lot of these games – are either blowouts or blowouts that that end up being came back from. So, John, I wanted to ask you first, like, how do you feel just about the pacing of the games this season? Mm, a little disappointing because nobody wants to see a blowout game. Um. And also, if we, because I, I remember, was it like 
the Aces were up by like 30, and then Chicago came back and beat them. That's why I wanted Jalen. That's why I needed Jalen here. <laughs> oh, like, my God. How do you – you were up by 28, I believe? Yeah, it was a 28-point lead. Oh, my God. And you blew it. And, the, and you're the number one team in the league. I can understand y'all were like four, fifth, six, seventh, eighth. But the number one team in the league blowing a 28-point lead at home. That's crazy. Inexcusable. Because the, the reason that I really made this topic was because of Thursday. Because Thursday night, I don't know what happened, but just, just listen to this. First game, Dallas beats Indiana 94-68. That's that's crazy. I mean, I mean, it's somewhat expected because it's the fever, but still. Next game, Minnesota beats Phoenix 100-88 after that. Seattle beats the Mystics 85 to 71. But then, then this 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 is where the icing on the cake gets taken. The Chicago Sky, who just came back from down 28 two days before. WNBA history at that. Because that, that's the largest, that's the largest comeback ever in WNBA history. They beat the Sparks 82 to 59. And it would be different if this was like something that just like happened periodically, but it happens a lot more often than you think. There's no reason, like, because there are some great games to watch. I mean, I think it was for Phoenix and. Dallas the other day, and they had a hell of a game. But there's huge leads being blown or these blowouts every other night. It kind of messes with the appeal of what we love about women's basketball. Because, like, I'm telling you, if the NBA was full of blowouts, nobody would be watching it. Nobody would be watching. So, um, I don't really know what could be done, but something just feels off with this season in regards to the pacing of the games. But, uh, John, what would you say in regards to that? Yeah, I mean, it's not really competitive this year with these blowouts and these ten point plus victories. I don't know what I don't know what the WNBA should do about that. I don't I don't either because I mean when you look at the standings, you would think that like some of these games would be at least somewhat competitive. Because I mean, just looking between the first seed and the fifth seed, the biggest difference is two games. So, I mean, seven, like from the first to the seventh seed is eight wins to 13. So that there's not really a big gap 
I mean, of course, you know, the gap is larger because, you know, it's not as many games in the WNBA as there is in the NBA. But you would think if the gap is that small, that a lot of these games would be closer than you think or would be a lot more competitive. But I've seen teams give just straight give up in the middle of games. And I don't – I hate seeing that. So – I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is about this season, but I definitely agree with John. I don't – Some something is going on in regards to the competition. And I don't know what it is, but, I mean, with all the talent that there is in the WNBA, they have to think of something. They got to think of something. So – with that, John, do you have like because I know you said you don't know what they could do, but I mean, does anything come to mind just in regards to like what I mean the players or the league could do? Just because this is I don't know. Players the Just say, hey, if you get like a double buy, you get like a bonus, or you get a, a singular buy, you get a bonus of this amount. Like, just be specific because the playoff format is like a first round, a second round, semifinals, and then the finals. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a bad idea and it is a bad idea but I think it would help but maybe if they implemented a plan because now that's going to give teams that really didn't have a shot at all of making the playoffs could take a a higher teams higher seated team spot so that's going to give them like an incentive to, you know, those, uh, those higher seated teams to step it up, but it's also going to give those lower teams a chance to really prove themselves. So I don't like the idea of a plan in the WNBA, but I think that I, I think it would help. Oh, the only thing is that it's already eight teams. Yeah. That make the playoffs. And if we would have a plan, it would be like the ninth and the tenth seed will already like be in the plan. So it's like everybody makes the it's like literally everyone makes the playoffs but the eleventh seed and the twelfth seed. That so it won't sense. be really competitive during the season. That does make sense. And it will only be competitive during the plan. And you know the way to combat that is an expansion. 
And I don't want to hear anybody try to say the WNBA doesn't have money for an expansion or they don't have the money. They got money. They have money. But uh, Kathy is stingy. Kathy is very stingy. And if we're being honest, she's not going to put that effort forward because the WNBA has way more money than people will tell you. But you wouldn't know about it because Kathy Engelbert is stingy as hell. I mean, the players don't even have, like, their own transportation. Like, you remember when Liberty got in trouble because um they got, like, a private jet for the players? Yeah. Like, if y'all don't – they don't even have private transportation. Kathy, y'all got the money. Do something with it. Let's see, do the league expansion after this season. You could pick maybe what? I don't know. Two, three, four teams. I don't know. Something like that. Like two or four teams. So that way you can have more players in the league because then people keep getting cut. Like Tia Cooper should be on a WNBA team, ladies and gentlemen. But I definitely think at this point the expansion would be what would be best to help. In regards to right now, I don't know, though. I don't know. But that is going to do it for the WNBA portion. And moving to our final topic of the day, our wrestling topic of the day. The best returns in wrestling of all time, no matter the company. And I got to start this off with CM Punk. I, I have no choice. I mean, they AEW teased it, but we just as well, like, no, the fuck is not happening. It is not happening. And then they have the show that, uh, was it the first Rampage? No, it wasn't the first Rampage, but they had it in Chicago. The crowd's hot. There's people wearing CM Punk merch. The whole crowd's chanting CM Punk. And everybody's just like, is it going to happen? People were just, people were thinking, oh, you know what? Cult of personality is going to hit, but it's going to be MJF coming out, and it's going to piss everybody off. But no, cult of personality hits, everybody's waiting, and they see CM Punk on the screens and everything, and we just like, holy shit. And then the motherfucker walks out. And I'm just sitting like, okay, I'm not even going to lie. I cried. I I cried that day. Full, full disclosure, I cried. But, um, John, when, you come, when you're thinking about some of the best returns in wrestling, which ones come to mind? Uh, Edge at um, the 2020 Royal Rumble. Edge at the 2020 Royal Rumble. Um, we we were like, we all came to terms that Edge is never coming back, and that if he takes one more blow, he may get himself paralyzed or dead. We all came to terms with that, so we just accepted that his career is over. He's never coming back, right? And then once we like got news that he got cleared from a private doctor, I was like, oh man, he may pull a Daniel Bryan. Because when Daniel Bryan retired, it was like, oh man, he's retired. But I knew he was coming back. Because ain't no way this man's just going to retire like that. <laughs> he's been trying to fight his way back after his injury in 2014. 
So I was like, nah, they might as well come back. But Edge being out for 10 years and then coming back, that was very surprising and shocking. Because yeah. I think, like, I mean, besides the fact that it was Edge coming back, that day as a whole, like, we needed that. Because that was the same day that Kobe died. And, like, I just remember, like, dude, I felt like shit the entire day. Like, the entire day. Because I, like, I had never cried over celebrity passing before. But the way that, like, I mean, Kobe's legacy, who he was as a person, who he was as a player, like, that hit deep with everybody in the basketball community. So, you know, I invite my friends over to watch the Rumble, mainly because I just, I needed something. And you hear the clock, and you hear you think, you know me, we just like, ain't no fucking way. Um, that, that definitely, like, I wouldn't say it made the day, made up for what happened at all, but it definitely did, you know, clear heads. It did give people something positive to think about that day. Um... Another return, you know, John Cena at the Rumble in 2008. That was when Super Cena was officially born because, you know, coming off a torn peck. I mean, we just we saw Cody. I mean, Cody shit was nasty, bro. John, this nigga John Cena came back after like three months. I don't I don't know how. I don't know how, but he did somehow. He managed to come back after three months from a torn pectoral win the Rumble and debatably should have won at WrestleMania that year, but I definitely think that's up there. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Honestly, this is this is kind of really, – I wouldn't even really say it's a stretch, but people really don't even talk about it, but Roman's return in 2020 because – we didn't expect what happened during that because we just saw, oh, Roman's back. Okay, cool. Nobody knew Roman was going to be a heel, but then he came up with Paul Heyman. The next thing you know, we have the tribal chief two years later. So I have to say Roman as well. Um, but, John, what about you? Any more come to mind? Any more that come to mind? Um. I wouldn't. Uh, when the Hardy Boys came back to WWE at WrestleMania 33, that was crazy. That was crazy because Matt was already over in TNA. He was already over in TNA. Like he didn't need you. Yeah. But the fact that he came back together in WWE is crazy yeah most definitely um oh brock in 2012 ah that was crazy because i remember like when uh what was the name of the game wwe 12 and it came out and every and they announced oh uh the special dlc is brock lesnar we just like brock lesnar like and everybody's like, Brock Lesnar is not going back to WWE. 
but we see him in the game, we just like, okay, is he? And John Cena goes to the rock, comes out the next night, and Brock killed him. I remember, like, I was shocked because, like, I mean, most of us as kids, like, we had never seen Brock Lesnar live. Like, we, I'm just like, this is a scary individual, you know? I'm not even lying. I was scared of Brock Lesnar for some years, you know? But, well, a year. I was scared of that man. But um, that's definitely up there. Uh, John, any, you, you, can you think any more? Oh, that's um, this one gets talked about a lot, but you know, Triple H returning in 2002, yeah, and it gets shown a lot. And it's, it's to the point where it's like, okay, that's enough now, Let's try something else, yeah. But I, this one, I will say, wasn't. It's not a return, more like a debut. Uh, Sting. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was crazy. Wait, but which one though? Um, Survivor Series. Okay, because I was thinking the AEW one. Oh, because honestly, both of them are kind of up there. Yeah, but. Survivor Series one was huge. Yeah. It was huge. We never thought Sting would be in WWE. Yeah. Never thought. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know how we didn't talk about it, but um, Cody. Cody Cody at WrestleMania. Um, For those of y'all that was in the WrestleMania watch party, y'all already know... uh, how we react? How we reacted to that? But, um, dude, that was crazy. Man's return and he got hurt. <laughs> you know what, man? Because it's like everybody knew, but nobody knew at the same time. Cause we just like, yeah, it's Cody. But then the lights go out, and then we just like, is it not Cody? And then it happened to be Cody, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's fucking Cody Rhodes. Jesus Christ. Um, who else? Who else? I'm trying to think. I just had it. I just had it. But uh, wait, John, do you have anybody else? Oh, I'm trying to think of a woman. Woman. Uh, when Lita broke her neck. And she came back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you breaking your neck. You come back. That's that's pretty damn good. You want to know a return that could have been great, but they fumbled so badly. Becky Lynch. Yeah. Well, oh they fumbled God. that so. Oh my. Horribly. God. Because. I, y'all know I don't like her, but even I was excited when I seen she was back. But then I realized what was about to happen, but I didn't know it was going to be that quickly. She was not supposed to be Bianca on the same night. 
I was going to have a problem with her beating Bianca, but I'd rather have been a different night. But the same night in 26 seconds? No, you're wrong for that. This, this is what this is what I think how they should have booked Becky's return. Have Becky, you know, even though Becky and Sasha didn't happen, but Becky beat the living breaks out of Carmella because Carmella was a replacement. And then Bianca's during a celebration. Becky comes out from the crowd and just beats the hell out of Bianca. Boom! There we go. We got a feud. We have a feud. No. Yeah, but just, they couldn't they couldn't just do that. Nope. They couldn't nope. just do that. Nope. Um man. Ooh, speaking of which, another return that got fumbled, Bret Hart. Bret Hart nope. got fumbled. Because nah. I mean, that night was great, but I mean we didn't need a WrestleMania match out of it with him and Vince McMahon. Uh that that was not good because matter of fact because let me go back to that card and let me see when it happened um so it happened whoa oh my god so it happened after the legacy triple threat after money in the bank after Triple H is Sheamus and after Rey Mysterio versus Punk. Oh my God. That's, that's, oh no. That, that's not good. That's not good. They put that in the middle of the show. No, bro. I'm sorry, but that should have been on the pre show or by, or the opener. I'm sorry. The what? Uh, Bret Hart versus Vince. It came after that legacy triple threat, the money in the bank, Triple H versus Sheamus, and Rey Mysterio versus Punk. I think I that should have been an open match. That match should have, I think that match was like the feel good match. Like, bro, woo, we all feel good. We all feel better. Somebody. Nobody felt better after that. That match was 11 minutes, bro. 11. 11. Bro. Oh God, this man Jake, this nigga, this nigga just not up, dog. <laughs> no. Oh fuck it, crying. I'm no. crying. I'm crying. No. We were this close. <laughs> oh my God. But with that, that is gonna do it for this week's episode of Who Plex. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see y'all next week.